Harmony and Healing Podcast, a podcast about music, health, wellness, and activism that will help you to find balance between life as a musician and self-care through health and wellness. I'm your host, Jazzy Piggott, a tuba player, composer, certified personal trainer, writer, educator, and podcaster based in Baltimore, Maryland. In this episode, I will be talking about rest, why it's important, how to give yourself permission to rest, and some ways to enjoy the most of it. So while I didn't really call this a two-part episode, uh, last week in episode 23, I talked about burnout. And if you haven't listened to that yet, maybe you should press pause and do that first, because burnout is largely a consequence of not getting adequate rest. So one of the biggest ways to combat or prevent burnout is to take time off. So if you want to understand what burnout is and more on the importance of rest, please check out that episode first. And then before I begin, I also want to iterate that this episode is about rest as in taking time off from activities and limiting stress, not necessarily sleep. So if you do want to learn more about sleep, check out episode seven, uh, which is all about the importance of sleep. So let's just go right into rest. American society does not value rest nearly as much as it should. You are constantly expected to respond to work communication at all times, develop new projects to spend the time that you might have free, and then strive for the next goal rather than enjoying the moment and the goal you just accomplished. And then even sleeping is not considered a valuable use of time by most people, even though it's necessary for you to function optimally. And in this society, it's important for us to realize that rest is important and it does have value. So rest is when your body and your brain do all the hard work. While you sleep, your brain is processing everything that happened throughout the day and storing your memories. And then on the rest days is when your body makes its adaptations to the workouts you've been doing. Without these periods of rest, you're not going to get all the benefits. Now, those two examples were about short-term rests, like taking enough time to sleep, getting your seven to nine hours, and then making sure you have at least two complete rest days during the week. Those are very important examples of rest and things that you do need in your life, but you also need to have longer periods of time off because if you don't take that time off, you might fall victim to burnout. Burnout is defined as a period of mental and physical exhaustion contributed by prolonged amounts of stress. So these periods of time off, your breaks, your vacations, these are really necessary because most of the stress that leads to burnout is the small things like microaggressions that build up over time. And those things happen on a daily basis. Even if you're taking time off from like a work day and you're getting a bunch of work email notifications, that's a little stress that you're getting. That's not necessarily time off. So you need that full time off where you're not being communicated with, you're not encountering people who might make you feel stressed out. You're just enjoying yourself and feeling relaxed. It's very hard to minimize the occurrences of these small stresses. And then microaggressions are in the same category. 
Microaggressions are small slights that people do when they talk with others. A lot of times this happens with people of color and women. Um, A common microaggression is, oh, you're so well-spoken because it sounds like a compliment, but then you're just saying it because I'm black and I talk like I'm white. So that's what a microaggression is. There are millions of ways that these occur, and then they're not really overtly racist, but there is a level of stress that comes with it because it is like mild racism. It's saying that you are different than you are, you deserve things differently, whatever. So this is stressful, even though it might not seem outwardly stressful and you can pretend it's not stressful, it will add up over time. And then especially in the workplace or the school place, these occurrences are common. So if you're taking a break and you're having time off, you're going to minimize these occurrences. So now that you know why rest is important, uh, especially prolonged rest and not necessarily just sleep and temporary rest throughout the day, you need to know how to give yourself permission to rest. It's very difficult to allow yourself to rest when society doesn't seem to value it. So here are three thoughts that make me feel better about taking time off. So thought one, you're replaceable at work and school, but you are not replaceable to your friends and family. They're going to find somebody else with a DMA to become a professor if you can't do your job. It's not like you are the only person who can fulfill your job because your job is met by your requirements, through your experiences, and through the degrees that you have. Other people have similar experiences and the same degrees you have. Where you're not replaceable, however, is with your friends and your family because you are you. And you not being present in your friendships or in your family life will definitely have effects on your family and your friends. It would be a shame to not be able to function as a productive friend or family member or mother, wife, girlfriend, whatever you are, because you are stuck working all the time. Because again, you can be replaced at work, but no one can also become like a mother for you. So be there for the people who can't replace you. That's more important. So give yourself permission to rest by realizing that because if you don't rest, you're not going to be able to function in that capacity and you might end up hurting yourself more than helping yourself in the long run. Again, this goes back to burnout because a burnout is a period of mental and physical exhaustion where things are very, very, very difficult. So... If you are stressing yourself out with work and then you can't function as a friend or family member, that's definitely not the way things should be. My next thought is that resting yields efficiency. Taking your time off now can save you from putting hours into something with little productivity. If you're very stressed out and very tired, it's going to be very difficult to focus. So then you might end up spending hours staring at your computer screen, not really doing anything, when you could have spent those hours just actually taking time off, resting, 
taking full time off. So then you can come back to the computer later and feel energized and very productive and just get everything you need to get done done. So rest creates efficiency. Take advantage of those breaks and vacations you have to become the most productive you can be when you get back to work. And it might be hard to realize that now, but I promise you, you will feel a lot better in the end if you just take a little bit of time to recalibrate before you just throw yourself into pulling an all-nighter or something because you, you really do need that time to become efficient. And then thought number three, if you don't rest, you could hit burnout, which makes it nearly impossible to function. So this is kind of a combination of both thoughts one and two. But the consequences of no rest are not being able to work at all. So if you give yourself permission to rest, then you can minimize the chances that you're going to get burnout. And then you can maximize your ability to keep functioning, doing your job, being a productive member of society, and everything like that. So just to recap, the three thoughts that help me give myself permission to rest are you are replaceable at school and work, not replaceable to friends and family. Resting will yield efficiency, and if you don't rest, you could be hitting burnout. Okay, so now that you know why you should give yourself permission to rest, Hopefully, if you've given yourself permission to rest, and now figuring out how to actually do it can be another hurdle. So here are five tips to remember to help you make the most of your time off. So tip number one in your rest time, your time off, whatever you want to call it, disengage from social media. Now, a lot of people use social media as a pastime because you mindlessly scroll through and see what all your friends are doing. But social media has its consequences. It can be very stressful because it's a way to seek validation. It makes you feel maybe jealous because you feel like you're missing out on other people's things because people are only posting about their success on social media. No one ever really posts about being depressed. And then usually when people post about being depressed, it's concerning rather than, oh, yay, look at you. So by disengaging from social media, you can come back to reality and not feel guilty about not being perfect all the time. Because I know when I'm depressed, if I go through social media, I get this feeling of jealousy because it looks like everybody's doing great and everybody's having all these accomplishments because I'm not realizing that, well, you know, people aren't posting about the things that aren't going well. They're not posting about how they didn't get into this school or that school. They're not posting about how they didn't get the 20 jobs they had applied for. They're only posting about the one. And then with that validation that comes from posting things that you're successful for, yes, it's a way to celebrate your successes I think I talked about that really briefly in episode 17 about celebrating success because posting on social media so other people know and can congratulate you, that is beneficial, but it's a problem when that's the only way you're getting validation for your accomplishment. When you're only excited about an accomplishment because you're going to get all those likes and comments, that means there's a problem there. 
So if you have this level of dependency on social media validation, it's time to take a break. And if you also find yourself scrolling it whenever you're bored and not really doing much else, you probably need to take a break. It's going to be very difficult at first because you're going to feel like you're missing out. Like, oh no, what if my friend posted about this thing and I didn't hear about it? Well, if it was that important, they would have told you personally, right? So disengaging from social media can get rid of those little micro stressors of getting notifications about how somebody liked this. It can get rid of that need for validation. And it can also make you just be in touch with reality because you're forced to spend time with your thoughts rather than focus on what everybody else is saying about everything. Social media is pretty toxic, even though it has its importance. Honestly, if I had any choice in the matter, I probably would delete all my social media and just be away from it. But because I'm an artist and artists need to be present on social media, I'm still quite present there. And recently I've been really bad about posting and I felt guilty, but I really shouldn't feel guilty because I'm just taking care of myself because I don't want to stress myself out looking for validation on social media. I don't need to create that level of dependency. Like, I don't need to be on Facebook three hours a day. I don't need to be on Instagram four hours a day. I don't need people to say, wow, you're such a good player to know I'm a good player. So anyways, that's my social media rant. Giving yourself the most of your rest, just disengage from social media because then you'll be able to just get out of that loop. Tip number two for making the most of your rest is to turn off your notifications. This will allow you to truly unplug and not be bombarded by the micro stresses of getting an email or text message that's work-related. This also goes back to social media. You're not getting notified that somebody liked or didn't like your video. Notifications constantly come on your phone, and I remember seeing this in the movie The Social Dilemma on Netflix. If you haven't seen The Social Dilemma, I really, really encourage you to watch it. But it talked about how notifications are strategically designed to make it so you never put down your phone. They want to keep you on the device as long as possible and in the apps as long as possible because that's how they get your money. So by turning off notifications on certain apps that are not notification dependent can allow you some time to get away from things. You don't need a notification every time you get an email. You can just check your email maybe every couple hours. Don't be like me where you check it every 30 minutes just out of habit. That's something I need to get over. (laughs) But getting rid of those notifications so you're not constantly wondering what somebody said or what somebody did can help you really live in the moment and just take the time off to actually rest. Because if you are trying to relax and then you're constantly being pulled back into your phone because you see you got a like on Instagram or somebody texted you from work asking a question, you're not really resting at that point. You are just kind of, well, you're just existing. You're almost like it's you're on call in order to get the next notification and respond to it. That's not rest. So live in the moment. Be present with those people who are present in front of you. If you're taking rest by spending time with your family or your friends, maybe disengage from those notifications, disengage from social media, just focus on being with them as people. Because I know for me, every time I get a notification, it creates this mini level of anxiety because I'm like, oh no, what did I get? 
What's going on? Is this an important email? I'm just constantly on edge. So when I turn off my notifications, I do this a lot in practicing too, because then I'm actually focused on the task at hand. To effectively rest, turn off your notifications so that you're not bombarded with these micro-stressors. Tip three, tell the people around you that you're on your break. So this actually accomplishes two things. One, it lets people know that you are alive and well. You're just not going to be really responsive. And then two, it implies that you don't want to be bothered for non-emergencies. So if you are usually on social media and then you suddenly disappear off the face of the earth, you're not liking or commenting on anything, you haven't posted in three weeks, some people might be concerned and try to seek out whether you're okay or not. So if you do have people who know that you're very active on social media, you're usually really responsive to texts and phone calls, just let them know, hey, I'm trying to take a little time to rest this week, so I'm going to be off. Especially do this if you decide to delete your social media profile because maybe somebody might take it the wrong way and think you blocked them. That has happened to me before. I thought somebody blocked me because they deleted their Facebook without informing me and I got really concerned. So (laughs) make sure people who will care and should care know that you are doing these things before you do them. And then this also helps you because... They may know now that you don't want to be bothered because you have a question on some homework assignment or they need help with something work-related. You just need to be bothered for an emergency. If somebody can't respect that boundary and is still bothering you for non-emergency work-related material or whatever, then they probably aren't the best person to be in your life because they're not respecting your boundaries. And respecting your boundaries is very, very, very important. See episode three. And then also, like in regards to having good communication, as in episodes 15 and 16, you can let people know who are still going over those boundaries. Hey, I told you that I was taking time off. Can you please stop sending me work-related things that aren't really important? And then again, if they disrespect that, then you might want to consider why they're your friend, who they actually are, and what they're doing. So tell people you're on a break because it will let people know you're alive And it will also tell people that you don't want to be bothered for non-emergencies. Establishing boundaries. Tip four. So the first three tips were just about like things that will make it spending your rest optimal. And tips four and five are about how to actually spend the time. So tip four is to partake in your favorite pastime. What was it that you actually did before you got stressed out with work and school? For me, this is very difficult because I think I've mentioned before how I turned every single one of my passions into some sort of aspect of my career. Please don't do that. I beg you. But the one level that I haven't done, or the one thing I haven't done as far as my career, is fiction writing. So resorting to fiction writing or rereading some of my old stories because I've written 
where I I wrote about nine novels when I was in high school. This is a way for me to unwind because I go back to those times before I was stressed and I get back into those worlds that I created in order to, I mean, have a feeling of escapism from the depression I was feeling back in high school. But fiction writing is really the one area that I feel like I can actually rest in. I know that I'm in a good space if I can just sit back and reread one of my stories or start writing a new one, because that means that I can actually just enjoy the moment and enjoy that writing that I don't usually get to do. And then one day I do want to actually publish a book, probably not one of the ones that I previously written, but I can do that if I actually take the time to rest. And then while I rest, engage in my favorite pastime of writing fiction. So what is it that you used to do before you got stressed? What is the one activity that you used to enjoy that you kind of put to the side? Maybe it is writing. Maybe it's reading. Maybe it's watching Netflix. If you can find something that you just feel like it's a signal that you are relaxed and rested to do, then do it. Travel could be your thing. Just find something that you truly enjoy that will not add stress to your life. And finally, tip number five is to treat yourself to something. So you worked very, very hard. And that is why you are taking time off. But while you're taking time off, it would be nice if you did treat yourself to something you don't get every day. So maybe that is a vacation. Maybe that is just taking a bath or getting a new candle to light, going on a shopping spree. Just treat yourself to something that will matter. But then you also want to be wary of turning your treats into rewards because that can create a habit chain and lead to a loss of internal motivation. I did talk more about this in episode two about finding motivation uh, because Gretchen Rubin mentioned how there is a difference between rewards and treats. Because a reward is something you get for doing something. A treat is just what you get because you feel like you deserve it. So rewards can lead to a loss of internal motivation because you may end up just doing something in order to get the next reward rather than just doing something for doing the activity. So treat yourself. Don't reward yourself, but treat yourself to something special, something that will make you feel whole again. So ways to make the most of rest, just to recap, are to disengage from social media, turn off your notifications, tell people you're on a break, partake in your favorite pastime, and treat yourself to something. So that was my episode on rest. It's kind of a mini-sode, I guess, because I just haven't had much to really say about rest. I think most of it's kind of self-explanatory, and hopefully that that was really informative in these uh, last 25 minutes or so. I apologize for the sirens in the background if you can hear them. I can't really control that living in the city, but it is what it is. Anyways, so I hope these this episode on rest spoke to you in some way, and I hope that through this holiday season, most people are going through some sort of winter break or they're about to enjoy their Christmas weekend and just spend time with family, and then you have New Year's where you get another day off. So just actually take this time to rest. Just actually take the time to rest. I can't stress that enough. Don't do homework. 
Don't look at your work emails. Don't scroll social media for hours a day. Just actually take the time to not be stressed out by something. Enjoy it with your friends, your family, doing something that you truly enjoy. Because it's the holiday season. You did work really hard for like the last semester if you're in school or the first or the last few months if you are in a profession that's not school related and doesn't have an academic calendar. Um, but yes, you, you've earned this rest period. So please, please, please take time off this holiday season. And if you have any ways that you like to rest or you have any questions about rest, please feel free to contact me. I will respond to your social media requests. I know the Harmony and Healing podcast Instagram is not very active just because I get stressed out trying to make a bunch of Facebook posts or Instagram posts and then I really don't do them because, I mean, I just don't need that validation. But <laughs> it, I will still respond to anything that goes through that and one day I will get that up and running. And then, as always, you have my personal social media, my personal email, which is piggitjasmine at gmail.com, and I just really appreciate hearing from you. So with that, I'm going to move on to roses, buds, and thorns. So this is a segment I do to cultivate a level of authenticity and then encourage gratitude. So I would encourage you to do your own roses, buds, and thorns at least every week, maybe every day if you can. So... A rose is something good that happened, a bud is something you're looking forward to, and a thorn is something that didn't really go too well. So my thorn this week, because I always start with thorns because start with the negative and with the positive. My thorn this week is that I'm feeling mild burnout from running recently. And it's probably been coming like very very long back because I started increasing my mileage a lot and doing it nearly every other day, if not every day, and not really giving myself adequate time to rest and just kind of feeling guilty if I don't run the five miles that I planned on and instead just run three. So I've been experiencing burnout where I just kind of don't want to run anymore. And then exercise burnout, yes, that does happen. And then the other way exercise burnout appears is you might not progress. You might not be able to get more mileage in. You might not be able to improve your pace anymore. You might find yourself getting slower. Those are signs of exercise burnout. So be aware of those. But anyways, so I'm feeling mild exercise burnout just from running. And I know I could have prevented that by not really going too strong or too hard and trying to run five miles every day for like a while, because that's probably not what I meant to do. And I know some people do that and it's okay for them. Well, for me, it's not. So that's my thorn. Uh, I've allowed myself to get to that point. So in the next few weeks, especially now that it's getting colder, I'm probably going to taper off my running and get really, really into strength training again so I can, you know, re-sculpt my body since I did let it kind of go. I see my muscles finally starting to shrink after all this time of not really strength training. So yes, that's how I'm going to fix this thorn is changing my workout routine so I can avoid the running burnout so I can come back to it in the spring when I'm doing marathon training. So yes. My rose for this week is I have finally put the pieces in place to record and be done with my EP revolution. If you don't know about this EP, it's a project I launched back in February 2020 called Revolution, 
the next generation of tuba music. I commissioned three black composers to write three pieces for tuba and black music styles to increase representation in the classical music field. And I had originally planned on recording in November 2020, but then the pandemic happened, and now it's basically two years later because February 2022 is around the corner. But I'm going to finally record everything in January. I released a demo a little while ago that you can find on SoundCloud at the Jazzy Tubist. But yes, I'm going to be recording the live version I'm going to be disseminating that in some way. I still need to figure that out. But I'm very excited to just have these pieces in place so I can just record it and then not feel guilty about not doing it anymore. Because I'm, it's just been coming a very long time, and the fact that I'm getting it out of the way is very, very exciting for me. So yes, that is my rose. And then my bud is it's my favorite time of the year because it's the holiday season and I'm very much looking forward to spending it resting and with my friends and family. So the next two weeks are just going to be great because, I mean, I get to be around my family even though I don't feel like driving home. I'm going to drive home and be with them for Christmas. And then I have a friend uh, visiting next week, which is also going to be very exciting. So... Yeah, I'm just looking forward to that. Especially, I just love Christmas. I have my Christmas tree up. I just get very excited. I love listening to Christmas music. It's just my favorite time of the year, even though that's kind of cliche to say. But yeah. And then New Year's, because 2022 is a new year. And I like 2021, but 2022 is a new year. So we can see what happens that year. So yeah, I hope you enjoyed this episode this week. So if you have the chance, please, please, please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts because it helps other people find the show. And then this holiday season, if you're going to a holiday gathering because you're not afraid of the Omicron variant, then maybe tell your friends and family about this awesome podcast you listen to because exponential growth can happen, as I mentioned before. So share, subscribe, leave a rating and review. Just help me out, please. It would mean a lot this holiday season because I do appreciate all my listeners and it would be great to have more. So anyways, enjoy the holidays. Have a great new year. I will see you next week with an episode on habit change in the new year. Take care. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Harmony and Healing. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Harmony and Healing Podcast. And you can find me personally at the Jazzy Tubist on both Facebook and Instagram. And at my website, jasminepiggit.com. I'll see you next Thursday.